Welcome to Rock Shop Talk. Our show talks about best practices, fun anecdotes, and the latest cutting-edge technology in our field to kick your screen printing gears into hyperdrive. Today's episode features the Lotus Holland screen reclaim machine, and we're joined by our special guest, Brett Bowden from Printed Threads, Ryan Moore, Brianette, and Justin Lawrence, yours truly, a vocal mature company. We're stoked that Rock US Tour Bus is quickly getting ready for our first US tour. To follow the tour and even reserve a visit when we come through your town, follow hashtag RockUsTour. That's R-O-Q-U-S Tour on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be right back. All right. Hi, I want to welcome everyone to Rock Shop, Shop Talk. I'm Ross Hunter. Alongside of me here, I've got Meryl Caps, our creative director, and Thomas Shaw from our sales department. Um, today, we're going to focus on the Lotus Holland machine. We've got a couple of awesome partners with us. Brett Bowden from Printed Threads, Justin Lawrence from Oklahoma Shirt Company, and the house to represent. So we're going to go through how the Lotus has changed their business operations, some cool tips, tricks, what it's done for them, and just kind of explore uh, the product. So good to see you guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, good to see you, Ross, Ryan, Brett. We also have Mr. Ryan Moore up at Ryan at headquarters here to chime in as well, help bring the Lotus Holland to the United States market. So we have some cool stories there as well. So I want to start out and just kind of, you know, ask you guys a brief overview of what the machine does. What's the concept? Just very basic. What has it done for you? What does it do? Why is it helpful? Kick it over to Brett. Uh, I mean, basically, it's a car wash for screens. So uh, you, you can't drive a car through it, but you can put a screen through it. And uh, when it comes out the other side, it's it's uh, pretty, pretty clean. What were you doing before you had it? Uh, before we had the Lotus, we had two people reclaiming screens all day. With like four sets of chemicals and four different scrub brushes and a big washout sink and yeah we had masks. a couple a couple washout booths and then we yeah everybody would be wearing like the you know they look like they're making meth except for they're just cleaning screens and uh so i mean like i've reclaims like the part of this that's not necessarily fun and so that was a not fun job and I was just excited about having some sort of way to make that job slightly uh, more desirable and uh, be a lot more efficient. So, Awesome. And before you yeah. guys got into the automated solution here, about how many screens were you reclaiming a day? You said you had two people. Um, I know you're a busy shop. You've got, what, four autos. So what, what were you guys doing on a daily basis uh, by hand? I think somewhere around a hundred, uh, okay. something. So, and you know, that everybody, you can go on like a Facebook group, uh, where all the smartest screen printers hang out and say like, I can, I can reclaim by hand 4,000 screens in an hour. Cause I'm the best screen printer on earth. But it's only um, lawn winters. Lawn. <laughs> lawn probably could cause he is he the best. Not good. Uh, he can <laughs> but uh, in all in reality, when you know you hire someone and pay them ten dollars an hour to clean screens or whatever, they're not working that fast. Uh, 
they uh, are doing like 10 screens an hour or something. So, Absolutely. And Justin, have you kind of done the same transition then with yours? You guys were were cleaning manually before you went auto or did you have another solution in place? Yeah, so the Lotus Holland actually ended up saving us a boat whack of money. Uh, We were taking our screens and just throwing them in the trash when we were done with them. Oh my gosh. In the trash, you weren't even recycling the aluminum. Just like, gone. (laughs) No, we we were cleaning them by hand. And the same as what Brett said. We had someone that we would pay 10 bucks an hour um, and they would stand here all day and do what I consider, um, besides owning a screen printing company, the, 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 that's the worst. The thing right <laughs> above that is reclaiming screens all day long. And so that, uh, yeah, and it, I, I was heartbroken because it was awful. Like nobody wants to do it. It's terrible. It's traditionally a high turnover position. I don't care how rich or good your culture is. Um, there's no way about it. That job sucks. And it's part of every shop story, big or small. You know, everyone does it at some point. And some people do it, you know, their whole life cycle of their business and um but yeah it's uh no bueno that's crazy um so i know brett you you kind of were a big proponent um helping and and you and ryan can speak of this about bringing lotus into the the u.s and kind of kind of spearheading that movement i guess um can you speak to that a little bit and how that came to be yeah brett when um you you introduced lotus to me why did you, how did you find it? Why that machine? I mean, you're a pretty smart guy and do a lot of research and well-connected. <laughs> so, I mean, how did you end up on this? And then why did you decide to introduce it to me? Um, I think in 2014, uh, we went to the SGIA Expo. And I, I think that year was in Atlanta or Vegas. I don't remember. It was in one of those two places. And, uh, we had gone out there and just kind of walk on the show floor. Obviously, you know, some of those trade shows, specifically SGI Expo or Printing United now, is so big and just a massive uh, trade show floor. So it's kind of hard to find something that excites you because just because it's overwhelming. But I remember walking past this machine and, and just looking at how, like, clean and sleek it looked and, and simple. It's a really simple machine. And thinking about, like, the process of cleaning screens and uh, how like it's dirty, it's messy. You really want a machine that's as simple as possible so that, you know, ink's not causing some mechanical failure or something uh, down the road. So I had seen the machine and talked to friends who's uh, the creator of the machine and owner of Lotus Holland and, uh, just, just talked about the machine, really liked it, didn't purchase it at that show just because we didn't have the money, but it really, really sparked my uh, thought flow on, man, it would be really great to have some sort of better solution for reclaim. And then I started just thinking about it a lot, thinking of the ROI of that, uh, doing the math in my head. And I think later in that year or, or the next year when um, Friends was coming back, because this machine is made in, in Holland, uh, Friends was coming back and uh, was bringing a machine to show at uh, at SGIA Expo and just hit me up and said, hey, I'm bringing this machine. If you're interested in buying it, I'll give you a great deal. And so I was like, well, I'll figure it out. So at the time, we were looking at potentially automating reclaim with a reclaim machine that would be like 
you basically put your screen in a dip tank and then you pick it up and then you put it into a machine that pressure washes. And that machine was a little bit less expensive, but it's not an inline solution. Like you're having to touch the, touch the screen more times. And if you've studied lean manufacturing at all, like this is a way more lean uh, style machine. Uh, so it just made a lot more sense to me. And I said, all right, I'm going to figure out, I'll figure out how to pay X amount of dollars for this machine. And at the show, I was just super excited and pumped up about it. And I think it was at that show that I grabbed Ryan and said, hey, come look at this machine and had him look at it. And he was able to kind of look at the simplicity of the machine. And Ryanet was starting to offer, or Ryanet was offering rock presses at this time and selling a lot of automated equipment. So it just made sense for them to kind of uh, come full circle with their family and have more automated equipment available. And I thought this was, this had a cool, sleek, almost kind of, you know, if you look at some machines and then you look at this machine, this is more of the Apple of Reclaim machines. It's a nice, sleek design, you know, and I always kind of associate that Apple versus PC look. I kind of always think of the Apple of being a, a rock or Ryanet product. Which one would you say is the Windows machine, Brett? <laughs> I'm not here to speak uh, that kind of language. <laughs> I remember, I remember you like grabbing me on the aisle and taking me down to the machine and meeting friends and um, not knowing really anything about the machine. All I knew about reclaiming machines is like I would always see them in the in outside of a shop, rusted and not in use, you know. <laughs> and because you know it's their piece of equipment, so we never honestly sold them. We never wanted to sell them. We just prefer them to the manufacturers. And the thing that caught my eye that was different than this one is friends was like, yeah, we can give you a ten year warranty with it. I was like. 10 years that's like these things are in the scrap yard three years into it i swear I, all the time i see that and so the confidence um in that just really stuck out of me and you know uh it was easy to plug into the rock model and the tech model that we have um so it's been yeah i really appreciate you introducing it to us thank you yeah, that was so the, i'm about to pay this machine off in a couple of months and it was a 60-year note congrats so, uh, so that was so we've had it for five years and it still works every day and does exactly what we want it to. And what kind of maintenance, I mean, are you having to do to kind of keep it going? I know, you know, we've got three chambers and I don't know if you could maybe walk back there and point, but our first chamber, you know, is cleaning ink. You've got some sediment that goes down in the tank. Second chamber is doing your emulsion remover. Third chamber is power washing, you know, getting that mesh clean back up again. So what's your tip to you know, keeping each of those chambers clean um, so you don't have any of those sort of, you know, repair issues. You you seem to do some really good routine maintenance on it. There's really not a lot to do, to be honest. Uh, we keep, you know, you test your chemicals a couple times a week, um, replace the filter once a week. Uh, you know, there's a couple of rubber bands that run on pulleys uh, that the that move the pressure washer up and down. So you need to make sure those rubber bands stay clean. And every once in a while, you have to retension them because they stretch out. And probably every two years, you just replace them. Uh, there's some rubber flaps on the inside that have to be replaced probably once a year. Uh, but all those things are like inexpensive parts and really easy to replace. And so um, it's really not an issue. You just keep them keep a set on hand and then 
when that freak incident happens where it stops cleaning screens, you go make a couple adjustments. It's easier to work on than a car or anything else like that. So awesome. Justin's okay. Justin's machine has the nifty handles that we added to it. Yeah. Hmm. It's okay. I don't need handles. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, but well, both of your your machines are pretty That's cool. Nice. And then when you're testing your yeah, it's super clean. When you're testing your chemistry, you're just using like a throwaway pH strip that you'd get like in a pool supply store. Yeah, uh, in fact, we have like in the in the name of lean manufacturing, we have everything labeled. So you see, like uh, right here, we have labeled like the chemical we use for that bay, and then how much, and and the same same for here. And then if you come up here uh, for the we we have like what the ph strip should look like and oh, we're cool. always uh you can see like the you know we have that all labeled so that people there's never a question this is what it should be and uh you know i might need photocopies of all that stuff man we'll start including it in these things that's awesome yeah, yeah the we'll, extra mile. we'll sell it to you no problem sweet i, I got a dollar <laughs> <laughs> And Justin, you opened yours up. Did you want to kind of show us what each was inside of each one of these things? I think I yeah, lost your audio. So, there you are. No, yeah, this first channel, I don't know what any of this stuff's called, but this is the one that like has the, I'll give you the technical names. The, uh, the, uh, brushes. brushes. <laughs> yeah, the, these things right here, those, uh, those scrub the screens. <laughs> With this uh, pulp, pulp juice down here. Uh, <laughs> that would be your, your ink removing chemical. Yeah, the ink removing chemical. Yeah, it goes through there and then it comes into here and sprays more pulp juice on it. <laughs> A PR emulsion removing chemical. Yep. <laughs> and, and then uh, over here, this is, uh, this is where it sprays water on it and clean screens. Pretty cool. It's a car wash. Like it's not rocket surgery. There's a little bit of chemistry you got to pay attention to, but other than that, dude, it's it's easy. And yeah, I, we we love it. Game changer for us. I I'm like Brett. Like I had a hard time twisting off. I, it took me three years to buy this machine. Like I thought the first year that I wanted it, I was like, I'm gonna go get it. And then I got cold feet, and then I found an alternative. Like this is this is the hardest piece of equipment, like emotionally, for us to buy, just because or for me just because it, it didn't seem like it made a whole lot of sense. Like it wasn't going to let us print faster or print more or do something cooler. It was just like, let's take the worst job in the print shop and second worst job in the print shop and make it um, a little, you know, a lot better. And, and just thinking about the chemicals that you have to breathe, that you end up breathing when you're doing reclamation. Um, man, we've got vents in here and there's even a, there's a big vent up top. If you wanted to vent everything out of your whole shop, um, that option's there. And so we've been, We've been really impressed with it. We haven't done any. We literally have done zero maintenance um, since we've dropped it in. We've like we've changed chemicals and we've cleaned a few things, but we haven't had anything break. We haven't had any kits. Like I, we're getting close to our one year, and and I'm I'm just gonna do the. They uh, they offered a uh, warranty, basically a you know I don't know if it was through you guys or it was through Lotus Holland, but you basically pay. You can prepay and once a year they'll come out and replace all of the pieces that need to be replaced and basically take your machine. I mean, it's metal. It's stainless steel, aluminum. It's not, it's stainless steel. We found out, <laughs> but it, uh, they'll just basically replace all the things and it, it might not look 
brand new, like it does on the trade show floor, but what in a screen print shop does, you know? And so yeah, it, nothing. uh, yeah, it does its job really well. And you said you had cold feet. It took you three years. I was there uh, when you purchased this machine, you got cold feet that day too, but in a little bit different way. Uh, so what, what <laughs> tipped you, what tipped you over the edge uh, at that show? Like what, what made you say, okay, it's time. I mean, was it, the quality of life for the people that were cleaning screens was that the main motivation was it the roi um what was or was it a combination of all of that um ryan gave it to me at 50 percent off that was part of it <laughs> so make sure if you're gonna get one that you ask ryan for a discount just kidding no <laughs> no swear to you every time i ask ryan for a discount the price goes up it goes up it's not a, yes. yeah hey this is the friend discount it's a hundred grand more. <laughs> for real. No, for us, it was a timing thing. And it was kind of like one of those, like, I know we need this. We're not, each year we get busier and busier, you know, and like Brett, I saw that, you know, our screen consumption was a hundred per day. And then it was 125 and 150. I was like, I don't see this thing going the other way. Um, right. And so it was just like, I can't think of a better time to do this. Let's make it happen. And um and then it, and then of course the whole, like I, I call out Ryan, but really the whole team, the Ryan at team gave me a lot of confidence. You know, I had friends there, the manufacturer, I had my friend Brett that had the same one. I had you guys, I just had this group of people around me saying, don't be dumb. It's time. You need to do this. It's going to be great. And, and I, I have no regrets. No regrets. That's awesome. Yeah. And it is cool about a year ago. Um, well, you know, about two months ago, we, we formed Rock US and are now, you know, carrying and distributing uh, this product uh, through that entity, um, as well as servicing through it. And about a year ago, we worked with friends to start doing um, all of the installs, which I think has been awesome. I mean, when you can get the manufacturer that engineered this thing to come out, um, you know, put it in your shop, give you really good peace of mind. I, I think it goes a, a, a definite long ways to to making you feel secure in that investment and, and what you're doing. So it's cool to hear that that story. This one time, uh, friends was installing Barrel Maker's machine, and he forgot to latch the pressure washer down, and they caught it on the security camera. It was hilarious. Because <laughs> when you, you turn the machine like, on, to off. No, the water was just spraying everywhere. It was like going oh. crazy. It was like it was like a car wash gun. Like it was it was hilarious. And friends was just like freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> great. That's awesome. So if you we guys, actually, uh, oh, our install was hilarious. Not hilarious, kind of hilarious. We uh, got everything dialed in, and we were using a you know we, when we got the machine, we decided to use a different chemical than we normally used for. Uh, for emulsion remover and it was a chemical that did not work well with our emulsion so we put the first screen through and we're all excited we're going to see this like fresh screen come out that comes out just like the ink's gone but the emulsion is a hundred percent still there uh because the the ink or the emulsion stripper like locked in our emulsion so that was not oh. awesome uh but we drained that tank and put new emulsion stripper in and everything was great so what chemistry are, are you guys using? Uh, we use uh, EasyWay. So, uh, okay. yeah, we buy it through Ryanet. And uh, 
Rock doesn't sell chemicals, so that's okay. No, I know. Right? This is this is more <laughs> just for the viewers to know like what what chemicals you're using in your equipment. Looks this like isn't Justin, a product plug. Looks like Justin. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> Justin still uses Saudi, it looks like. We you know, no. we've 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 gone through several different uh chemicals. Uh we've used uh, a lot of Kiwo chemicals and used Saudi and used uh what is it? Is it uh core chem? Mm-hmm. We've used a, a bunch of different chemicals and it's hard, you know, because like there's, they all make amazing chemicals and, and great chemicals and they're all really great people and you want to work with everybody. But uh, we've just found that what has worked best for us in our environment is the easy way. And so we've, we've used less chemistry with them than anybody else. So we save a lot of money on chemicals. Um, and you know, there's this kind of big over under, like if you, like some people say, if you go auto reclaim, you use way more chemicals. And some people say, if you go to auto reclaim, you use way less chemicals. And I figure, I think it's about the same, uh, but it might be a little bit less. I feel like we can stretch chemicals a little bit longer because we're not just like spraying out an ambiguous amount. We're spraying the same amount on every screen. So it's a lot more consistent. When it's keeping it contained too, right? When we're using spray bottles, you're getting chemical that's just wasted all over the place from bouncing off the screen and going out into the atmosphere. So it's kind of nice having yeah, that containment. Sure. What What are you using, Justin? Are you using EasyWay as yeah, well? We use, yeah, we use EasyWay as well. And we, we started with, uh, let's see, we had Saudi. No, what did you guys start us with? Saudi. Shit this out. Yeah, so we started with Saudi and it was great. Um, and then we, uh, we, we switched over to easy way. And so a few things like, as most of, you know, if you haven't figured it out at this point, most of everything in this industry comes down to relationship, right? Like at the end of the day, like a lot of this stuff does a lot of the same stuff we have found with easy way that we really like the, um, the usage, like Brett was saying, we, we tend to get more mileage out of our chemical stretch in this machine than we thought, than we originally anticipated. Um, I think that if you're really scientific and you want it to be like perfect and dialed, then yes, you should probably be changing your chemicals at some prescribed rate. Um, but really for us, like we have a, we have weekly rhythms that we do and when it's not working as well, um, you know, the chemicals are the first, we look at the chemicals and then we look at the equipment, you know, or the brush is failing or something not working right. And that was, you know, I couldn't, I had a hard time, like Brett was saying as well, I couldn't get really a straight answer from anybody when it came time, you know, for the three years I was doing my research to figure out which machine we were going to get, you know, all of the chemical sales people were like, oh, it's the way to go and our stuff's the best. And then, you know, Dane, yeah. Interchange, MNR, all of them had stuff to say about their machines. And it just came down to relationship. Like I, I trusted the Ryanet team. I trusted Brett. Um, I trusted the reps that I had relationships with that we were buying chemicals from and they all kind of coached me and guided me in the right direction. So yeah, you can tear off and do all this by yourself. Um, and you can go faster that way, but if you want to go further then you know, surround yourself with the team of people that can support you from the manufacturer standpoint, the distributor standpoint, like Ryan and then the chemical standpoint, you need to have, mm-hmm. a, you need to have a relationship with all three of those people. And Absolutely. when you guys are talking about chemistry, just, uh, you know, this is a simple uh, integrated, simple emulsion remover, uh, you know, nothing complicated and nothing really changes between what you use in a manual process versus the automatic process, right? Yeah, the most, you know, the most complicated chemical is the dihydrogen monoxide that we have to put into it regularly. 
that's water h2o it's, <laughs> there's, there, there's nothing hard about this i have a my my screen guy like we sat him down and we had our our chemical um rep you know educate him a little bit and then beyond that like we just have a recipe and we follow it and the Ryanet squad you know Phil gave us Ross I think it was you gave us a whole sheet of all the things that we needed and how to properly care for our machine and the um the um uh I don't know the uh solution mixes yeah for our chemicals and it's been it's been great very cool that's awesome so I told a chemistry joke once but there wasn't a very good reaction so Sadi makes some pretty awesome chemicals for screen printing. Your Lotus Holland screen reclaim machine will need two crucial chemicals at certain ratios to maximize performance. For optimal screen printing chemistry, we recommend using Sadi's IR26 ink remover and Sadi's ER2 emulsion remover. For these items and other expert supplies, please visit rock.us, that's roq.us, or call 187-ROCKET-NOW. That's 1-877-674-8669. From an ROI standpoint, like, Brett, you've had your machine, obviously, you've almost got it paid off now. At what point, you know, in, in that loan term, do you feel like the machine had already paid for itself in terms of, like, labor reduction, speed of, of getting screens out and clean? Um, have think, you calculated uh, that out? I think it was, like, two years. Um maybe even a little bit faster because in the beginning we were able to kind of take, we basically had like one person reclaiming full a full day and then another person reclaiming a half a day. And so we were able to get all of our screens reclaimed in a half a day now. So you, that we cut out eight labor hours. And if you multiply eight labor hours by how many ever working days there are in a year, that that's a lot of money. Um, so uh, you know, if, if, if you're able to eight labor hours, let's say at, at 10 bucks an hour or something, we're talking about 20 something thousand dollars a year, 25,000 bucks a year. So maybe plus, you know, there's some, some other savings in there that you, you don't realize. So maybe it's three years. I don't know. Definitely two. two well, before three. the, before the loan was done, that's always a good place to be in. So you're making money before, before you've paid it off. And Justin, how how did this change uh, Mari's life in your shop? Oh yeah, so Mari, uh, Mari's my dude. He uh, he's been he was our screen reclaimer, and you know we had him, and then we also often would have an auxiliary person that would come in on the weekends that would reclaim screens manually. And so when we automated, he gets so his goal was to clean between 100 and 150 screens per day by himself. And he would just do that all day. And, and that was his full-time job. And so now with Mari, not only, um, you know, he spends half a day getting the same amount of screens done. We don't have to have people come in on the weekends. And now we, we, he works for half a day in here. And then he's on the production floor for the, other, for the last half of the day to help everybody, you know, land all of the jobs and get everything out the door. So we, we, netted, we netted another employee back for the, the, half, the other half of the day. And he's, you know, he... Uh, here at Oklahoma Shirt Company, we uh, we we appreciate our swag. We like to drip when we're at work, and you know he <laughs> he drips a little harder than I do, and so he, he has an insane sneaker collection. And he got to start wearing his favorite sneakers to work, and that was everything for me because he would have to wear crappy shoes or crappy clothes because he was right. getting blasted with stuff all day long. And so to have oh, him cool. uh, 
really enjoying work and um, not going home wet or covered in, uh, what's he, he calls it emulsion, which is the funniest thing in the world. He's like, I just get covered in emulsion and I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. And, um, and, and so it's been great. Um, Mari, Mari loves it. And to add to what Brett was saying, you know, traditionally, you know, when you have, you know, that, that screen reclamation position is, a, is typically kind of that first spot in the productions floor when people, where people start. Um, and he, we've, we've eliminated turnover in that position, which is super cool. And we've been easy, we're, awesome. it's easy to cross train. And so there's instant savings in the, in like training an employee and time and having two people, you know, doing the same job for a little while. So we make money. I think the, the ROI for us, like we've already damn near made it back between oh, like awesome. culture and, and like mental health and, um, even his physical health. So it's, we, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's been interesting, you know, from a Rock US standpoint over the last two months, obviously we're, we're dealing with, with COVID right now as everyone in the world is. And, um, you know, you've got a lot of shops that have had to do reductions in force and pivot and, and get into mass printing and all sorts of different stuff. And uh, it's almost kind of funny to me because I think a lot of people that have been on the fence about the Lotus have, you know, let go of maybe those staff members and have gone back to that scrub brush and uh, we're getting calls. I, I need auto reclaim. I need auto reclaim because you got these owners that are going back right into that world and then realizing, man, I should have done this a long time ago. Um, and the folks that are getting them now, I mean, same kind of stories, you know, it's just alleviating a lot of pain. It's making their production quicker, you know, it eliminates that labor and then they're able to rehire back into a different position and really get their production back up and going. So it's kind of cool to see you guys' stories resonate with, you know, this kind of time that we're living in right now with everything kind of changing and shifting a little bit. And, and I, I would say you want to be oh. prior to your current staff. Uh, what, you know, what were some of the challenges that you guys ran into when hiring for that position? Here, hold, hold on. What was your thought, Justin? And then Thomas doesn't have headphones on, so he couldn't hear, hear you talking. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to add one more thing. Like, you know, an automation in like an auto reclaimer is not for everybody. I think there's oh, definitely yeah. an order of operations of when you get this piece of equipment. You know, like you, you got to have, you need to have a, a couple of automatics, right? And, but when you start automation, you start on the production floor. And then you're going to move into the dark room. You know, you need to be going, you need to be thinking about computer to screen before you go auto reclaimer. You need to be thinking about an auto coder before you go to auto reclaimer. You need to be thinking like those, like, I, that's my opinion. I just don't, I don't, don't get in a hurry. If you're a one or two automatic shop and you're burning screens off of films and your consumption is less than 50 screens a day, I don't think an auto reclaimer makes a whole lot of sense unless you're, you want to be dialed like a one man show. And you, you're at, your profit margins are through the roof, and you want to keep staffing as low as possible. Then, yeah, we can talk about automation. But I just that was I think that was a hard part for me was the timing. You know, when I wanted it, it wasn't time. And then when I thought I needed it, it still wasn't time. And then when I finally got it, it was a little too late. You know, I should have done it on year two. But there, I, I don't know what the perfect configuration is. I don't know if it's an employee count, or I don't know if it's a machine, or, or what it is. But just keep that in mind. You know, there's, there are more important pieces of equipment that will increase your profit margins or make your um, efficiency go up before an auto reclaimer. We'll do that. Cool. I just wanted to throw that. 
And then what was your question, Thomas? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, Justin and Brett, like what were some of the challenges that you guys ran into hiring before you have your current staff? So anytime you hire for that position, like what were some of the challenges that you guys saw in filling it? It's, it's a, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because it's, it ends up being kind of an entry level position, but it's really not, it's really one of the most important jobs in the whole shop right like if your screens aren't cleaned properly like it screws up everything else in production and so getting someone that is like meticulous and uh likes to be clean but is making a mess all day long is like such <laughs> a hard balance um in fact i um uh, i liken what we do to a restaurant a lot i think that you know we're we're in the kitchen here right now we're doing the dishes. And uh, so that's probably a really great pool of people to hire from, especially because um, people that are doing the dishes at a restaurant work nights and they work weird shifts. And, and when they're trying to settle down with a family or whatever, like working eight to five at a print shop or whatever is maybe a lot better option for them. So going after that, that type of employees is a great thing to do. And then, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly a lot harder to convince someone to say, hey, come here, stand in front of this booth all day, spray a bunch of chemicals that you'll breathe in. And like, you're going to leave like you just saw the whale show at SeaWorld, you know? <laughs> I've never seen the whale show at SeaWorld. <laughs> Are they hiring? <laughs> Rock.us offers flexible finance options through your trusted lender, CIT, to help you purchase the equipment you need without a significant cash burden. We've specifically chosen to work with CIT because of their expertise in the screen printing industry and knowledge of the benefits of our equipment. With CIT, you're eligible for better rates, better terms, and better service than you might experience with other companies. To find out how easy it is to get your hands on a rock of your very own, please visit rock.us backslash pages backslash rock dash automatic dash financing. So I want to just start to kind of wrap this up. I just wanted to see if you guys had any key takeaways to, to just tell any of the folks out there watching, listening to this podcast, you know, when it comes to auto reclaim, um, any specific pitfalls, takeaways, just something to think about, you know, before they go to their next trade show, when and if that happens during all this uh, craziness that we're living in. But uh, obviously, you know, people go out to those shows with uh, wallets and they're burning holes in their pockets and, you know, it's, it's enticing. So what, what's the biggest takeaway that you can kind of give the audience just when they're thinking about automating uh, uh, auto reclaim? Well, the one, the one thing that I think we have two success stories here, but I've, you know, being, being in this and seeing, you know, through the Ryan side, a lot of people get these, um, it is like cleaning the, the dishes and, um, I am a bad dish cleaner. so I put dirty dishes in the dishwasher. So it, uh, it, it does not work when you do not clean the, the dish, you know, you wipe off the dish before you put it in. And it's not like a, you do, you have, it's, it is a piece of machinery. So, you, you know, like Justin said, he got an operating procedure and he followed that and he's having good success. So you got to do that. You can't just throw a screen full of ink in, into the Lotus and it's going to come out perfect. So I think that's the one thing is, is it is a piece of machine just like screen printing press. You need to make sure it's set up right. 
and you're operating it right, you're taking care of it, and then it will work all the time for you. And it's been amazing to see people like Brett that have had these for five plus years. And yeah, exactly. So you're yeah, telling me you got to take your tape off first, start out your ink first, make sure you get everything out of there before uh, it, it runs through that bad boy. Yeah, you should be able to kind of see through the ink. I mean, for one thing, you're going to save money on ink because you're not going to waste globs of ink, but uh, it's going to make everything work smoother. And, you know, there's that whole saying, uh, you can't polish a turd, you just get poop on your hands. (laughs) (laughs) Good saying. That's soundbite. For the for the listeners at home, guys, can you explain what you just showed us uh, on your screen, real quick? Just describe what that looked like. We yeah. So like what, Brent? No, no you first. <laughs> no, you go ahead. So we're gonna sc- scrape as much ink off of the screen as possible. Like no globs of ink. It's gonna look pretty clean right at already. So as soon as the ink remover hits the screen, it's just gonna dissolve and be gone. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. What would you have said, Justin? Cool. Just the same. Like it's this isn't a magical piece of equipment. Like it's there are brushes and then there's like emulsion remover. And then there's water and there's a power washer. So if you, if you visualize cleaning a screen manually, this does all of the things for you. But the, the dishwasher analogy is perfect. If you, if you take that plate that's got dried ass lasagna on it and put it in the dishwasher, <laughs> when it's done, it's going to have dried ass lasagna on it. And this is not a perfect, it's not a perfect piece of equipment. You know, this is something that, you know, it's, it's equivalent kind of to a manual screen printing press. You know, you could make a t-shirt, with just a screen without a press, but the press sure does make it a billion times easier because you have a place to put the screen, you have micros, you have like a, you have flat. So it just makes it a, a, a thousand times easier. It's a great analogy. Uh, Justin, I think you hit on something really great earlier. Um, you know, this machine, like you said, it's not for everybody. Um, a lot of times we get calls in where people are asking like, how many screens should we be doing to justify this? And honestly, uh, when when people start asking that question, I encourage them to like look at, at what their business looks like internally. Like, are they in a state with really high minimum wage? Are they the ones that end up reclaiming on the weekends? Like, what does that actually look like? And and you know, what are some of the hidden costs that you know that that maybe could justify this with less less than two hundred screens per day or less than a hundred screens per day? Yeah, they would. Like I said earlier, it would just be about. Um, automation so if you want some people want to have a you know if i were to start over and do all this again um i don't know that i would have as many presses and as many people as i have you know i would if if i was set if i moved to some state that wasn't full of screen printers i probably would try to have a team of 10 and i would have two presses and i might have i might have one of these right just because you grow like and we grow and grow and grow scale 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 and you add people and you add people and you add equipment and then you get to take back and you get to take a step back and look at it and say, we made a few good choices here. We made a few bad choices, but we're going to roll with the punches. And I think that, um, that was, again, that would be my, like, I'm glad we waited as long as we did to get this piece of equipment. Um, because it's just, it is expensive, you know, but when you think about like, it's, it's what I believe it was one of the things that made us truly graduate to like professional, screen printing. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm going to employ a bunch of people. I'm going to employ a bunch of full-time people. We're not fucking around. We need to do this. 
right? And that that was kind of like just this like, all right, are you going to do this kind of half-assed or are you going to do this whole ass? And I was like, well, it's time to get a whole ass machine in here and get some screen print. I love that. Love that. I'm, I'm I unfortunately have a, I've unfortunately seen that whole ass. Uh, <laughs> one, one, uh, one other thing to consider is space. You know, it is 16 feet long, you know, it's pretty big. So you got to have a place to put it. Um, and then, uh, one amazing thing is the fact that a lot of you out there that reclaim screens, you know the whole story of buying a pressure washer and it dies. You buy a pressure washer and it dies. We've had this machine for five years and have never even had to do maintenance to the pressure washer. So that's kind of a cool thing. Um, oh, also, though, if you do buy the cheap pressure washers uh, at home, here's a little tip go online to uh, Amazon or whatever and buy a 30 minute timer for your pressure washer. And so whenever you, uh, you plug it into this 30 minute timer and in order to turn the pressure washer on, you turn on the timer. And then when you walk away and go home for the night or whatever, it turns the pressure washer off in 30 minutes. So it's not just running all night and uh, burning out the motor. Absolutely. Another good tip on that is uh, buy the extended warranty. You know, that thing that we always say no to when we go to Lowe's or Home Depot and they're like, do you want this extended warranty for 25 bucks? If you're getting one of the Home Depot or Lowe's pressure washers, buy the $25 warranty. Every time it goes out, keep the box, tape the receipt to the box, put it back in the box, take it to, to the service counter and they will let you go get a new one. So another good tip there. Well, cool, guys. Uh, we'll get wrapped up here. I want to thank uh, Brad at Printed Threads for your time, Justin, Oklahoma Shirt Company for your time, and Ryan Moore at Ryanet for your time. Uh, again, we talked about the Lotus Holland today. Appreciate all you guys. And uh, come see us next week uh, to learn about finance. Rock.us products are available across North America with our distributing partners. Woohoo Screen Print Supplies, Northwest Graphics Supply Company, Lancer Group International, NorCal Screen Print Supply, Reese Supply Company, River City Graphics Supply, Ryanet, TubeLight, Vastex, Advanced Screen Print Supply, and InkTech. For more information, please visit rock.us, that's R-O-Q dot U-S, or call 187-ROCKET-NOW. That's 1-877-674-8669. As always, thank you for spending time with us this week. Tune in next week or at your convenience on wherever you listen to your podcast by searching Rock Shop Talk. That's R-O-Q, Shop Talk. On our next show, we'll dive into the finance side of the business. If you'd like to join the live Zoom hangout or even request to be on the show, please visit rock.us backslash rock shop talk. That's roq.us backslash roq shop talk. If you found today's episode helpful, the greatest accolade we could ask for is for you to recommend it to a friend who you think may find it helpful as well. Please like, share, and subscribe on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, rockers, press onward.